Hello and welcome to Miss D's Lunacy. Today I have an absolutely wonderful creative woman who's a dear friend of mine. She was a recovering lawyer from LA, <laughs> living in New York City, and in 2004, she's got in her head the most incredible story I have ever heard. She was trying on a pair of horrible pants and she came up with an idea for skinny jeans. Welcome, Catherine, to the show. I cannot wait to hear your story and thank you so much for coming. Thank you very much, Miss D, for having me. I'm thrilled to be here, and I'd love to tell you my story. Well, it's fascinating. It's, it's like a movie, but that's going to be later. Yeah, that's at the end of the story, yes. Yeah, that's the end. I'm going to not give it all away. So at the beginning, you were dressing. I was in the Hamptons getting ready for a party. And this was back in 2004, and I'm putting on, you know, the pair of It jeans. I paid 200 bucks for them. And I basically, you know, I'm slim. I have a nice figure. Anyway, I'm putting these jeans on, and they actually make me look worse. The, the way they're washed made my thighs look wider, my hips look wider, my butt bigger, my legs shorter. And I'm thinking, what the, you know. So anyway, I just came up with this idea, all of a sudden looking at these, that I, although I know nothing about sewing, have zero background and was, you know, as you said, a recovering lawyer, just it was so clear to me how to change everything around to make them slimming and flattering. So I got right to work at it. It was very hard going, but I did everything. I, I can sort of unpack all the things, tell you what we like. First of all, with the wash pattern. Most jeans are washed just to make them look authentic and old. So like if you see an old, like a real old worn pair of jeans, you know, they have whiskers at the hips and you know the thighs are worn, the butt is worn. So I'm looking at that and thinking, okay, why don't we just change everything about that and use the wash pattern like makeup. So you contour the inside and the outside of your leg all the way down the front and the back of the leg to make it look slimmer, just as though you were contouring your face. And so it's like a Trump thing where you, you know, you see the leg as slimmer. So I did that. And then with the whiskers, instead of having these wide whisker patterns that go all the way across the hip, low on the leg, which which shortens your leg and widens the hip. I mean, anyone will tell you, do not wear horizontal lines at your hips. It just makes your hips well, look bigger. First of all, there were no such thing that existed as these stretchy skinny jeans. None, none of this ever none, existed. None of it existed, yeah. Ever, ever. I mean, you could talk about all the other jeans. They didn't have this ability to make you look so thin, correct? Right, which is why we got the name Skinny Jeans because it didn't exist and the website address skinnyjeans.com because there was no such thing as slimming denim or skinny jeans. There was, It's true. There was nothing. Now, how did you come up with the name Skinny Jeans? Oh, okay. So I was, I was sitting in a pizza restaurant with my best friend just to sort of describing it. I said, you know, look, I just came up with this idea to change jeans around, make them, you know, make you look skinny and their jeans and I'm not sure what to call them. And so she said, why don't you call them skinny jeans? I said, oh, that's great. And then I remembered there was an episode of Sex in the City with Miranda, who is a lawyer. And after she had her baby, it took her a while to chasing, you know, whatever his name was around because she lost her weight. And so there was an episode where they all go to that nightclub bed. This is years ago. So it opens with her opening her closet saying, there they are, her dreaded skinny jeans, the jeans in the back of your closet that you can only wear when you're super skinny and look your best and she pulls them out and she just struts around and goes these are my skinny jeans I thought, wow this is a great name for a pair of jeans <laughs> it's such a good yeah. story so that's what we decided to call them 
So you trademarked this as soon as possible. Trademarked it back in 2004, 2005, and then it registered. You know, first you apply, and then if nobody objects to it or there's no other people that are using it or it doesn't conflict with anything, then it'll register. So now it is a registered trademark. So where was this wash that you're talking about? Okay, so that's very interesting. Yes, when I got to work to re, really basically re-engineer jeans, it took a while. I started in Brooklyn. I was like going to Texas, and finally, there the only real place in the world to make jeans is Los Angeles. There's also one small place in Italy that's really good at doing jeans washes, but nobody else can do it. So eventually I found myself in LA and you know after talking to everybody just you know trying to get to the source I finally found a great wash house and I was trying to explain to them how to change the wash, but it's it's like trying to change a gravitational field because everybody washed jeans a certain way. So I'm sure you've never been to a wash house, but it is hysterical. Because <laughs> the jeans, like they, they put them in hangers and it goes through ovens. They like pull them out of these big vats. They blow them up in bladders. So there's these, like these legs and these, these guys are sitting there sanding these butts. And it's, it's hysterical. So anyway, they were never getting it right because they said, well, that's not how it's done. Or, you know, Seven for All Mankind is doing it this way. This is how we all do it. And I kept begging, screaming at some point, like crying, please, please change it. This is how I want to do it. I know I'm right. You have to try this. Kept coming back wrong because the, when it would translate from the, you know, the top guys at the wash house down to the guys who were actually doing it, it wouldn't translate right. So finally I said, listen, please give me a mask. Let me go in and I'm going to show these guys how to sand these butts. I know how to do it. So they, you know, first they'd want, you know, for liability on these, they didn't want me in there. And then a lot of times they don't like people because it's all top secret who's doing what. So I said, look, I promise I won't look at anything, just please take me back there and let me show. So I had to go back there and I showed them how to do it. And then so they they sent me to the best guy and then he did one sample and then all the other guys followed it. So then we finally got a finished sample back into the, you know, the sample room at the wash house. And we had models try them on. I tried them on. My sister-in-law was there. She tried a pair on. And the guys couldn't believe how because they never had so the wash before just, used to just start from this part. It would part. go right like down right right around the knee. It would fade out. And then out, there would be nothing at the bottom. And then there'd be nothing. And then on the back, what's worse is you, you get this big white blob <laughs> on your butt. Who wants Horrible. a big white butt? You know? And then so what we did was we created this whole optical illusion where you darken the sides of the hip, you darken above the yoke, so it creates this uh, shape. In fact I had one host when I was on air said that these jeans are so good that even the hangers got a good butt. <laughs> I love it, I love it. But you did something to the the waist, which was marvelous. Yes. I was trying to figure out how to, you know, we're women. We all have some shape in our stomach. And so how to create like a shaper, but have it be still premium, you know, top denim. So I was talking with the pattern maker and I said, like, how can, what, what can we do? And she goes, well, look, why don't we do this? Because I don't really know anything about sewing. But she said, let's sew the pockets into the seam and the pocketing, instead of just hanging there, the pocket bag's just hanging there. Yeah, and there. it was making a bag. Yeah, exactly. So what you do is you extend it, 
inside. And then so when you zip up the jeans, you zip up your stomach. It pushes your stomach in, but it's comfortable because it's part of the jeans. So and it makes I've, it look like a girdle. And it, it, so it's like a girdle, but it's your pocket. You don't know, you don't feel it, but it's there. And it makes a big difference. You see a regular pair, you put on a regular pair of jeans without the restraint and you know your little pot belly sticks out, <laughs> your little pooch. But with these jeans, it pushes your pooch in. So I, I thought it was a good idea. So I actually filed for a design patent in 2005 on this pocket restraint. And I was, we'll talk about this later, but I was just on the phone with the patent attorney this morning where, you know, they're re-granting it. And so anyway, it's very exciting. But it's amazing because I can't believe people never figured that one out. I know. And then the other thing I did was, okay, so on most jeans have contrast stitching. You know, so we started with a jean with a contrast stitching, so like yellow or orange stitching. So I'm looking at the stitching, and I'm just thinking, why don't we bring it forward, both the outseam and the inseam, bring it forward on the leg. So when the eye looks at it, you just see less real estate on the front of the leg. Automatically, it'll register as an optical illusion and so it makes your thigh look much slimmer and your leg longer and it and then the seam goes all the way down you know, a little bit front in the leg so that your entire leg looks slimmer it's brilliant i can't believe people yeah. never thought of this yeah. now you started growing, this took you a few years by the way yes so yeah. this was not something that you popped up in a week not overnight no, no and I so struggled. talk about persevere yeah catherine i'm very impressed because we try ideas and then we sort of go Oops, oops, can't do it. Too can't. difficult, no money. And this was really, you know, your baby. This yeah. was really what you worked years. I mean, a couple of years to do yeah. to perfect this idea, which was marvelous. So now you decided to go to trade shows, which yeah. is the next step after you finally have what you need. Yeah. But even before then, even to make samples and to keep paying the rent and keep feeding myself while not making any money. And I knew it was a good idea. I refused to let it go. I knew it was a good idea. At this point, like I'm losing weight. It was just horrible. So I came up with this idea to sell feather scarves like these uh, 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 it's just so embarrassing but anyway you do what you have to do i love feathered scarves by the way <laughs> yeah so i and actually i was with a friend having a drink and this woman from palm desert comes in wearing this beautiful like stenciled boa that i'd never seen before and she was a very wealthy lady so i thought well i bet that thing was about three four hundred and she goes, oh, no, no, no. She goes, I bought this for 40 bucks. And I said, oh, my God, I've got to figure out how to get these. So anyway, I Googled it. I found it on Amazon, some factory in China. And I had them send me monster. I borrowed the money. I had them send me monster boxes of this stuff. And we would go to Christmas trade shows like Time Warner, Union Square. And I'm selling this feathered crap on the street <laughs> but you know who cares it made money we, we, we made enough cash to keep the business going and to start going to trade shows so then you know that was a whole other issue these trade shows are extremely expensive and you know you go and you're not known and the big jeans companies have these monster booths that they spend a million dollars on they have all their customers so you know I'm sitting there like a loser with one pair of jeans you know alone in the booth nobody helping no nothing and so you know the stores would come by and you know, every so often people would be curious, like, what is that? I would try to explain. I'd sit there like an idiot talking to one person. Okay, here's what the jeans do. They make you slimmer. Here's the stretch. It's a girdling. You know, here's the way the waistband is on the bias. It pushes your stomach in and sh it shapes you. And, you know, the boot cut balances out your leg and all this stuff. So finally, one little store in Baltimore 
picked me up. And I love the name of the store. It was called The Gene Pool, which I thought was so cute. How cute. <laughs> I love the name. Scott, I love that guy. He was really... Anyway, You know, there's great trade show at the pier. I used to go to them all oh, the yeah, time. Oh, yeah. We, we coterie, of course. I did that twice a oh, year for a million fantastic. years. Fantastic. Yeah. you could find some amazing yeah, things. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, so he brought the jeans to his store in Baltimore and the buyer for Bendel's, which was at that time, now it does just as jewelry, but at the time it was a very avant-garde clothing. You know, it was, I loved Bendel's. They always had great designers. So the buyer tried, so Scott said, look, you got to try these jeans on. So she tried them on. She goes, oh my God, these jeans really do work. She said, I've never seen anything like these. I've never felt anything like this. She said, we sell, and I won't mention other brands too, but there's a bunch of other big brands. And she said, these are a thousand times better. So she brought me in for a meeting. So it was like the vice president, you know, the buyers, like this big meeting at Bendel's. And of course, it's just me. So I had a few friends come. I made them wear suits. I brought my nephew. <laughs> so we're a team on the other side of the table. So and then I'm thinking, oh, my God, they're going to make an order. I'm not going to be able to afford to. So anyway, so they made a small order and I dropped everything, you know, got it done as quickly as possible. And then lucky for me, um, I I don't know if you know about Bliss catalog, but in the Bliss yes. Bar, it was a you big turned thing. Me on to it. Yeah, I love Bliss. But anyway, so, you know, these retailers, they always shop each other, like who's doing what? So Bliss catalog is not there well, to buy. Well, there's competition. There's of competition, yeah. Bliss catalog is not there to buy jeans for herself. She's of there to see not. what's up. So she sees our jeans, and the sales girls at Bendel were fantastic. So they said, oh, yeah, because I actually went in there and I, I trained them all, had a talk. <laughs> And so I love it. I love it. I love it. How innovative. Yeah. So then they was explaining to Bliss, and Bliss said, "This is great." So then they called me and said that they wanted to start clothing because, like, sort of a concept with clothing that would be at the intersection of you know makeup and beauty and apparel, which we were exactly you know jeans that make you look thinner. It's not just jeans. There's like a beauty aspect to it. So anyway, they made this huge order, which I absolutely could not afford to make. So I had to get a factor. I was borrowing money. And we finally got it made. And then we they told us they were we were their fastest selling clothing item they ever had. And they put it in skinny jeans. Yeah, skinny jeans, jeans that make you look thinner with this big picture. And they had it all correct. People were trying. That is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. And then O Magazine is looking at Bliss Catalog, again, because they're looking, the editor's choice, they're always looking for, you know, and, and O is, like they're concerned about, you know, beauty, weight, all of those things that we're concerned about. So they brought the jeans in. They made us editor's choice. So we got this huge thing. And then it just took off after that. So so we were in, in, in like, style, people, the Today Show, yep. and then all of a sudden, okay, Rachel Ray, Lucky, Shape, Self, Tyra Banks, The Doctors. I wonder what that one did. Oh, that was great. It was a, how, how, uh, an alternative to liposuction. We got wow. so many orders. You have no idea. In four minutes, we got so many orders off that show. I couldn't believe it. At first, I didn't really want to go on. I thought, what? The doctors? That's so weird. Yeah, they usually wear really wear clothes. Yeah. No. So there's going on about lipo. And then the girl doctor, I forget her name, she goes, well, if you don't want to spring for lipo, she goes, I have a great alternative. And they're only, you know, 170 bucks or whatever. And so they did all these before and after pictures. And she described everything about the jeans. It was the best segment. It was fantastic. Fantastic. How amazing. <laughs> and then yeah. there was the Los Angeles Times. Oh, yeah. The New York yep. Times. Yep. Oh, Kathy yeah. Lee. Yep. Hoda. Yep. Oh, my God. And they they absolutely publicized and televised editorials about skinny jeans, slimming denim. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you went 
skyrocketing to fame. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm so happy for you. That is so exciting. <laughs> so our, our biggest hit, I mean, The Doctors was great, but our biggest hit was... September in style, which is that's the holy grail if you're in fashion. Not now so much, but back in 2000, you know, whatever, that was the big thing. So, in style did three-quarter page picture of our jean, which God knows how much that would cost if you were paying for it. I mean, I wouldn't even know. And they said, well, like one of, one of the viewers or readers' questions, like, are there, like, what jeans will make me look better or something? So they said, these jeans, skinny jeans will make you look thinner. They list all the things and whatever. And they put us on the cover, too. Jeans that will improve your, or make you look thin or something. I forget what the cover mention was. So that came out. And we were making so much money, I couldn't even believe it. I just said, You were just rolling it out of the factory and rolling printing, it. Printing money. And, you know, after struggling all those years, I mean, we really, really struggled. It was so great. But ironically, the September issue happened to be September of 2008, which was when the market crashed in September 15 of 2008. That's when the, you know, the economy just tumbled. It was such a mess. So we continued to do well really until about May of 2009 when banks started doing stress tests on people's credit cards. And I had this crummy, you know, American Express for $5,000. And they even cut that to $1,000. Like everybody's credit was, was getting cut because banks had to do this reporting where they weren't, where their liabilities were decreased. So when that happened. Well, they were giving so much money in mortgages and everybody else that all of a sudden they were like, wait a second, yeah, if somebody doesn't pay. You know, and they were charging, what, 18% yeah. interest? It was a complete scam. It I mean, was total, total. It was just yeah. terrible. So that sort of scared you a little bit. Well, that, that, that affected our sales because all these girls that had credit had their credit disappeared or shrunken. So that was a problem. So then, you know, then a lot of our boutiques started going bankrupt because people weren't shopping. I mean, everybody just shut down. Everybody thought the world was coming to an end. And people were not spending money. And, you know, you go to these trade shows, there were no stores there. It was really depressing. Oh, it was horrible. Absolutely horrible. And luckily, because we had such an innovative idea that we were able to survive. Take it a step further. Yes. But this is where you become even more into the stratosphere. Yes. Okay, so it's called color. Yes, color. So then we came up with an idea to make jeans dyed in the exact colors of every college and every professional sports team in the U.S. First, we were calling it Team Colors. I got the registered trademark. And then I decided to change it to Game... That's the lawyer in you. Yeah. (laughs) And then I decided to also get Game Day Colors. I love that. Yeah, Game Day Colors is great. So we have that already registered as well. So I filed for that a few years ago. So then we started. So we have colors for... Galore. Galore. So you really realize because you do your research which is what lawyers do they are 4500 colleges and there's 151 pro sport teams can you imagine the amount of people that want to wear the colors of the school yes and so they can get the t-shirt all they want that says Alabama and SMU, Ole Miss and, Ole yeah. Miss and everything yeah. else but the pants go along with it so you told me a wonderful story about some guy wearing cheese on his head at yeah. the game <laughs> And I'm going, what the hell? I mean, thank God I don't go to college anymore. I mean, really, Louise. And they wear hats and they wear paint on their face. And they look absolutely, you know, basketball games, football games. It's a huge thing for colleges. So 
how you created this idea for the, for for them to be a sorti. I mean, top and bottom looks yeah, good. Yeah, exactly. So normally we we had never done men's jeans with our regular denim line because I, I don't know slimming for men. It just was like it's a whole different category. So, but with the colors. Because we have this very like soft, stretchy fabric that's just divine, and because men are the real fanatics. I mean, there's a ton of female fans, and believe me, we're going after all of them. But the men are the real fans. And then you know, I'm, I'm watching a Packers game, and uh, Green Bay Packers, with, and they're cheeseheads. So this guy is wearing this <laughs> huge cheese on his head. So I'm thinking, okay, that man needs a pair of jeans in the color of that cheese. So I'm thinking, okay, we're just gonna we're gonna do for men. So I I had the pattern make. We sat down and figured, okay, let's do, you know, these cuts for men. And you know, historically we haven't done them, so I don't really know, you know, how we're gonna do. So we decided to do uh, two cuts, like a, a regular, like a slim cut, right? And then, you know, like a cut, like a beer belly cut, like a. Beer- <laughs> I love it. I love it. Like they a, gotta have a little room. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little rude. You know, for all the junk they eat during the game. I mean, that's it right, makes all those cheese nachos. <laughs> so we do the, these two cuts. So we have the men's jeans. But the the colors are fantastic. You've got green. You've got... Tell me some of the colors. They're fantastic because I have this aqua blue. I've got this orange. I've got this white. I mean, I'm like You have all it. our Miami colors. Those are all colors for different basketball, women's basketball. Miami, in Miami Dolphins. And the Dolphins, absolutely. Oh, yeah. my God. Not that I go to the games, but I mean, I just They're love... gorgeous. Okay, so tell me some of the colors, because I like the green. Yeah. Well, green, we have so many greens. We have, you know, like a seafoam green. We have a medium, like a lifesaver green. We have a dark hunter green. We have, you know, a ton of different reds, wow. metallics, you know, everything. And okay, some schools share the same color, obviously. True, true. And metallic then, red, how cool. Yeah, well, metallic gold and metallic silver. Oh my like God. Notre Dame is metallic gold. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. That is amazing. But here's, a, here's two more things. These pants could be worn not even at the game. You can wear them out. That's right. They're more they're more useful or functional because initially we were thinking of licensing them. And the problem with that is, you know, it's very expensive. And when you're like, you know, this is sort of a newer company, this colors. So to go through the whole licensing procedure is very onerous. The application time is excessive. The fees are high. The licensing fees are high. And they generally like larger companies. Like if you notice them, it's Champion, Nike. It's not really little game day colors. So we decided that it was best not to do licensing so you could wear your gorgeous jeans in the color of whatever team it is, gold if you're a Packers fan, and then you can wear a Packers jersey. And then you could wear your gold jeans elsewhere. You can wear them out. You, you know, it doesn't with have a blazer. To with a blazer, exactly. So women can wear them as well yep. because gold is fantastic. Oh, you've got black, obviously. Black, white, cobalt blue. It's extraordinary. Crimson red, oxblood But you know red, what you mar- told me, which I didn't know that, and it was, I want you to bring up the, the movie The Blind Side. Oh, yes. So one of the reasons... Because I didn't even know this. Yeah, one of the reasons... And I don't know everything. Sorry. It came up with this. There were a couple of girls in the office that were from Alabama, and they thought it'd be great to have a pair of jeans to wear to the stadium. So I thought that was great. You know, but I didn't really know how viable that would be and really who the market would be. Would it just be students? Because, you know, that's a problem. They don't really have that much money. 
So then I'm watching The Blind Side with Sandra Bullock. And so here's this woman, grown woman, I guess in her 40s, tons of money from the Taco Bell franchises that are, this is all a true story. I know, I know. And um, so this woman lives and breathes Old Miss. That's all she cares about. And so I'm thinking about this. I'm just saying, okay, this woman has tons of money, you know, this type of woman, this archetype. And she... Is an alumni. Is an alumni. She could buy these jeans. And so then I did a little research on alumni organizations versus school populations. So you take these big um, schools like, you know, Mississippi, you know, Michigan, whatever, Texas, all these huge schools. And the alumni populations are large, you know, 50,000, 80,000. Not, not the alumni. The student populations. I, I misspoke. The student populations are huge. But the alumni organizations are 10, 20 times that size. So there are 600, 800,000 people. People in these alumni organizations. So that was really what I wanted to target, both for men and women, because their loyalty, it's like going back to the days when they were in college and now they have the money and they can buy jeans in the color and there are college colors. <laughs> that is extraordinary how yeah. many alumni you would think. I mean, it just oh. never occurred to me. The numbers are enormous. Enormous, yeah. Well, they have endowments from people and all these people go back to their sort of alumni reunion it's their glory days it it's true yeah. it is i just it's, but the numbers if you could get them all to get to skinny jeans i mean since they make you look good and they've got the colors of your school haiti hi ho i can't imagine I anything more fabulous I I, yeah and this is something that has never occurred to anybody i mean you're quite brilliant by bringing an idea and then just rolling with it and moving more but here and I think this is fantastic, and I know that's going to do very well. But now we have a little grumpy issue here. Oh, yeah. When you started, because people were so interested and you got all this publicity for your genes, that you were able to go on QVC, which is was, still probably is, but I think somebody else has taken over. I think you said H&S or something like no, that. No, QVC is still the hot... Uh, it's, although it's still Amazon a, TV is going yeah, to be started. Yeah, we're going to get into yeah, Amazon okay. in a minute because that's a whole other stratosphere that mm -hmm. I don't understand as well, but it's it's becoming amazing. But So QVC approached you, I believe. Actually, an agent for QVC approached yes. us. You know, we started to think about it, and we were going to enter this agreement, but I didn't really like the agreement, and I was a little unsure. And then I didn't really want to go on air at that point, because this was, you know, years ago, and we were still selling a ton of jeans. And, you know, I, I just, I thought it was low. I, I didn't really want to do it. So anyway, so time goes on, and we sort of get out of the agreement. I don't really like what they're doing. They weren't going to pay us enough. And so time goes on. Economy gets worse and worse and worse. And so then I thought, okay, you know what? I think I'm going to do this. I'm going to knock myself off before somebody else does. And they'll call it something else, and they'll try to rip it off. So I decided to do it. So I didn't really have a contact at QVC, but I heard through the grapevine that this agent was going to try to copy me. So I freaked out and I was asking everybody I knew, do you know anybody at QVC? I don't have any number. And you can't just like open a phone book and talk to the buyer. So, and I'm on LinkedIn, I'm desperately trying to figure out how do you call? And if you call the reception, you can't just say, I'd like to talk to somebody. You have to have a a name, name and they have to you know know what's going on. They can't just like wildly call in. So I just called the CEO. <laughs> I hey, know. why not? Top, honey. I said, I'll like to. I think her name was Claire Watts, or maybe I'm getting that mixed up with another one. But but whatever, whoever the CEO was, and I just said, "Look, I'm so and so. Please listen to me. Don't hang up. 
somebody is copying me and I do not want to turn on QVC and see somebody impersonating me. And she said, hold the phone. And I got the vice president on the phone immediately. And they called us in. We had a meeting. So this was back in September of 2013. So I you know, brought the jeans, explained to them. We had, we had the vice president, the marketer, oh. all the buyers, this big meeting, you know, whatever. So I'm wearing the jeans and I'm explaining all these features. And, you know, it takes a while. It takes me like eight minutes of nonstop, you know, talk to get all through it. So going on and on and they're just they're just going like what? And they just say, Okay, let's let's get you on air immediately. Let's get an agreement. This is the best thing. And then I was explaining to them that, you know, you have, you know, QVC manufactures tens of millions of pairs of jeans, but they're mom jeans. They're, you know, elastic waist. They're very dowdy. You know, it's like a, a type. And I said, look, the market is horrible. A lot of girls who used to be able to afford premium jeans for $200 really can't anymore. So let's create a premium denim category and not for $19.99 or $29.99. They have to be top quality and it has to be at least 60 bucks. Otherwise, it's not premium. Even though we're going to make them in, you know, whatever, whatever, China or Vietnam, you know, we can do it. You know, if we give them all the correct specs, everything, you know, they, they can do a premium style jean at a higher price, you know, the $60. Because yours were more expensive. Ours so. were like $150, $200 because so, they're made in L.A. I understand. And these were going to be made in Vietnam. Vietnam or China. Okay. And yeah. you, how were you able to supervise the... Uh, okay. So uh, so what, what I did was I entered into a license agreement instead of me manufacturing, which would mean I would have to go find a factory. I mean, I would prefer Vietnam over China. So I would go to Vietnam and look for a factory, which is difficult. So they already have all the resources and they were so in love with this concept and with having me on air that they said, look, we'll manufacture for you. So we entered in this uh, license agreement where they would manufacture uh, for us. And then, okay, so in order to do that- you called it Skinny Jeans 2, correct? Yes, Skinny Jeans 2. And you licensed that right away. Yes, yeah. And so we took the trademark on that. And um, so in order for them to know how to do this, so I would bring samples of our premium line, our Skinny Jeans, and say, look, okay, we have to do the seams like this. The wash pattern has to be like this. It's got to be washed all the way, you know, the certain way, all the way up and down the front and the back of the leg. Here's how you do the whiskers. Here's how you do the shaping on the butt. Here's I've how you I've never change. heard of whiskers before. Yeah. I keep cracking up going, where is that? Yeah, it's, it's actually a technical jeans term, it, I can understand that, but if you're <laughs> And it's the, a big thing. I, I'm like, whiskers? What is she talking you, about? And what else? But it's the, it's, it's the crease. It's the crease from the so, sitting down. So sitting down. So what I did was... But I get, a cra- I get it's just... It's funny. A, yeah. So what I did with the whiskers, which I didn't even tell you about. So instead of having the whiskers down here, I raised them and put them like a little bit, you know, like right here in the in the middle of your like stomach area. So then it tricks the eye into thinking that the leg starts higher than it starts, like your leg break is higher, and then made the whiskers narrower so that it makes your hips look narrower. I'm so just, anyway, I know most people have never heard of whiskers. No, I'm sure they haven't. But you said it, and I'm going, I just don't want to sound stupid here, but I just, I'm like, whiskers? And are you sure they're not in the back there in the front? And anyway, that makes me laugh because I love it every time I hear it. The whiskers, the whiskers. Okay, so back to the skinny no, no. jeans too. And you're explaining to them exactly what yeah. to do. So I had to get on a train and go to Westchester, Pennsylvania, 
so many times, have all these meetings. Here's what you do, blah, blah, blah. I'd send, wow. take, give the samples to them. They would send it to the factory in China. You know, we'd like have all these different samples of fabric, trying to get the same kind of girdling, uh, high recovery fabric that we use in our premium line. So we, we found a fabric, and then these samples come back. Every time a sample would come back, I would say, okay, this is how it, it has to be this, gir- this slimming effect. Otherwise, it's just a pair of jeans, and I'm not going to compete with the rest of the world on just a pair of jeans. It has to be special. It has this emotional, functional hook. So we finally got it absolutely right. And then when we did the first sample testing on the models, they had the, you know, all the buyers and all the marketers, everybody's in the room and everybody just couldn't believe it. And I even got this like little thrill thinking, my God, this oh, is you must really, have been so I was proud. thrilled because, you know, I was very skeptical it that, was we your would, baby. that we would be able to get it done. So we, you know, we... You persevere, my oh, Lord. Oh, yeah, you can't give up in this I life. I think you've done a triathlon or a marathon. Oh, I have. I've done many marathons. And, yeah, well, yeah. you see, that marathon is what these jeans yeah. are about because yeah. I haven't even brought up all the things that she's been parachuting and flying around. <laughs> I mean, that girl has absolutely zero fear in her no system. No fear, yeah. But it was so, it was your child and it was mm-hmm. so amazing that it took all this effort and all this innovation for you to really get now first of all you did so well and then there was a little crunch but now qvc yeah. okay so so then we're getting ready for our first on-air appearance and on qvc there's no delay there's no kill switch it's 100 percent live year round i think maybe on christmas there's i don't even know but anyway it's 100 percent live and in fact uh, joan river's she would like drop an f bomb here and there, and there's nothing they could do about it, you know. And because Whoops. it was because it was Joan, they let her do it. If I did it, they'd kill me. But <laughs> so you were up there explaining the whole yeah, concept. Yeah, so I, I had to go on air, and so I was I was nervous. I mean, I've done studio interviews, I've been in court, but this made me nervous because uh, the fact that it was live. And the fact that it was like really our acid test to see if this was going to work with the audience. So because it, it, you know, you can have a situation where everything's perfect, but it doesn't work. You know, so yeah, I but was. You had already established that this did work. Yeah, but it, but it, I didn't know if it was going to work with the QVC audience. So I was a little nervous. So I met with the the host before the show, and I was explaining to her, you know, because all these years of going to trade shows. I mean, I can talk about this in my sleep. So I started telling her. You know, oh, I'm blah, blah, blah. And she goes, what are you talking about? She said, stop. You can't talk that. She says, you're not here to sell jeans. You and I are going to talk about. And I went, what? Well, what do I say? And she goes, oh, don't worry about it. And not I went, what? And so then, you know, they, they bring you along. They mic you up. And then they bring you down the chute to get slaughtered. So they bring you here to this room, this room. So then the, the, the next group of producers sort of, you know, pick you up and, and get you ready, make sure your testing is right, get you ready to go on air. So, you know, I the, saw the people who were right before me and then I was going on next. And so I, like, turned away for one second, just trying to collect my thoughts. Like, what am I going to say? What What's going to be my first thing? Every, everybody's told me not to say what I'm going to say. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm like, what? So then when I turned away, like, eight people came running running over, they were afraid I was going to leave because they can't have dead air time. <laughs> so I said, don't worry, I'm going to go on air. So whatever, I go on air and it turns out fine. I, you know, I think we were on air 14 minutes. It felt like 30 seconds. I don't even know what I said. I don't know what happened. But when I look back at the pictures, you know, of the video, it looks great. I, although I laugh like a, I don't know, like a donkey, but still, it, it was great. And the host, well, hostess, don't you see the numbers going. Yes. So we we sold out. 
on our first night. And not only did we sell out, we got 200% more in back order. So it was a hit, a huge hit. And so. you couldn't explain as everything as you wanted to. What do you mean? I you, Were you able to explain? Yes, yes, definitely. I did. I did. The hostess helped me. She was fantastic. So she helped me along, you know, because she knew it was my first time. And everybody, you know, on their first time, they're just like trying to get their bearings. Now, I, it doesn't even phase me. I don't, you know, don't even think about it. But the first time, I was a little phased. So, yeah, it turned out great. And then, you know, we're going along. We had some production issues, some of the... The inseams came out wrong. The zippers had some problems. We had to fix that. We did a, another thing, and then we started doing colors, not on based on college, but just regular colors, like beautiful. And I wanted them named after cocktails, which I thought was great: mint julep, lemon drop, <laughs> tropical punch. So we did all these cocktail names, and so that turned out great. We did fabulously with those. And then the problem we had, which is what I'm going to discuss now is there was another wash that I gave him, which was a very light wash that we call a beach wash. And it's, you know, same thing where it's like all the way light, all the way down the front and the back of the leg that really just slims you. I mean, it literally looks like you're Photoshop. So I give them that in June. We have a meeting about it. And I say, you know, okay, well, let's get going because they had wanted these, you know, these different washes, this light wash, this medium wash. And so they say, well, you know, I don't think we can put you on air until the spring, but denim is not a spring item. Denim needs to start selling in August, September. And I'm just thinking, okay, well, it's June. I mean, we have plenty of time. And I just thought it was a little odd, but I can't force their programming. They obviously have control over their programming. So, you know, we're basically doing nothing, not on air. And then I go on air in the spring. As I said, I think it was by this time it was March or April to sell denim, which by this, you know, anyway... So we sell out of the color that I'm wearing on air. Wow. And so when I was in the samples room looking for a shirt, usually what I like to do is wear something very plain on air so that people concentrate on the jeans and not like, oh, my God, that's a gorgeous blazer. Or, I love those shoes. You know, I mean, like we don't want to think about anything but the jeans. So I'm picking out some like plain Mizrahi top or something. And I look over and I see a bunch of this new wash that we haven't even been on air yet. And I thought, God, this is great. I guess they're putting them on the uh, models on air. You know, that's great. It's like a pre-sell. So, you know, I go over. Okay, now remember, this is a gene that I've been working on since 2004, and I know my product very well. I go over, I pick it up, and to my surprise, there's a QVC label on my gene. So I look at it, and it's the identical wash, except that it's not the. It's a different ankle. So obviously, you know, jeans you can have straight, you can have a skinny ankle, you can have flare, you can have boot cut, but the wash pattern was lifted right off my jean, just copied. So apparently, so then I immediately went to QVC.com and found out that that they'd been selling this jean, which was my jean, as their jean, starting in December. And they didn't put me on air until March or April. 
So, but yours is you have a boot cut too. Or yeah, not? we have a boot cut. We have straight, but that's not the the issue. Is really this? I understand you know, the, the design. Slimming, the design. Yeah, the <gasps> slimming wash pattern, which you could put on anything. You could put it on a flare. You could put it on a skinny ankle. You could put it on a boot cut. And so the actual shape of the jean or the the jean itself is not ever a function of a design pattern. I understand. It's the overlay. You know, this design Correct. overlay. So that was the subject of the patent. So I had. To to immediately file a design patent. It never occurred to me that QVC would steal my designs. I mean, there I was in meetings with, this is all on air. You can go on air and look or on the, so the first. Um, Without knowing that they were, I mean, then you realized that they were yours. Yeah, they, well, they stole my design, my slimming wash I pattern. I'm um, there. I mean, they made, it, it wasn't like they were my jeans and they just ripped out the label. They, they made a separate jean but took my slimming wash pattern and put it on their gene. Whereas in the past, I mean, I showed you the kind of denim that QVC had, which was an atrocity. An atrocity. An atrocity. I mean, they had weight. What was it called? Rubber band weight? Oh, my God. And just hideous. Absolutely hideous. So then when they saw that my uh, premium denim concept was clearly working. Yeah, I made a fortune again, right? they, They just, they figured, why pay her? Let's just steal from her and push her out. That is so terrible. It's disgusting. It, it is. Well, it's just, I'm sure they've done this to other people, yeah. but I just don't know. When people don't know how to go against this big company, but you're a lawyer. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a lawyer, so. Is the waistband still the same as yours and everything? Yeah, it's not the, okay, so, so let me I know, try. I'm getting confused. Yeah, I'm no, no, sorry. it's okay. So, so the, there's, there's two kind of patents. There's utility patents and design patents. So utility patents are like on a light bulb or this microphone, but you, but you can't patent a pair of jeans because they're functional. I People need to wear them. You can't have one person get just the ability to make jeans and nobody else can make it because it's for the public good Correct. that Correct. you can have people wear jeans or T-shirts. You know, you can't patent any of that stuff on a utility patent. But what you can do, if you <laughs> the, the test for a design patent is something that's innovative, non-obvious, and non-functional. So the wash pattern on top of a pair of jeans is completely non-functional. It has a design element that makes you look thinner, but it doesn't, you know, you can wear the jeans without the wash pattern, so it's a non-functional aspect. And it's innovative. Nobody had ever done it before. Everybody washed jeans a certain way. And it's non-obvious because the wear pattern is based really on wearing jeans. It's not, you know, nobody, you know, everybody doesn't just all of a sudden think, okay, let's Photoshop your body with the wash pattern. That was my concept. I understand. So that's, so that's basically stealing your... Design Absolutely. pattern. Yeah, my slimming Remember wash pattern. Remember when you also did very, very well. I mean, I hate to go backwards because we forgot to bring that up. They had a big sign at Bendel's about skinny jeans. Oh, yes. That was so, <laughs> and you were like, bring it on, bring it on, because your website always came up with the skinny jeans before anybody else's. Yeah, I had the trademark skinny jeans, but, you know, this was when we first started, and, you know, we're 
you know, not doing any, not making any money. Just so anyway, so not just Bendel's. It was the the window in Bendel's Bergdorf and uh, Barney's had this big thing about skinny jeans. So I'm walking by and think, you know, the last thing I'm going to do is send them a cease and desist from using my trademark because when you Google search skinny jeans, it out of tens of millions of searches, skinny jeans, the URL always comes up first. So you know, aside from the advertising, but forget the advertising, uh, the organic. Um, skinnyjeans.com always came up first. So that's when we really started getting orders was from this. So <laughs> They were actually doing you a favor. Huge favor. I wasn't going to stop that train. <laughs> I think that's amazing because people started talking about skinny jeans. Yes. But there was a difference because it was... Skinny ankles. So yes, the, skinny they were using it, uh, the term skinny jeans as a style. Like there's boot cut, flare, high-waisted. And this was a skinny ankles, like a tourniquet ankle, which I've never been a real fan of that Me neither. term, tourniquet ankle. I think it makes your thighs look bigger, frankly. So we <laughs> <laughs> don't want that. I am on the same page. <laughs> so people were using that name, but yes. they couldn't possibly have your jeans because yours were made. But what does the inside of your jeans say? Because I think it says something about American brand. I yes. Think. So we have we have an American flag and then the word registered trademark and then skinny jeans with the trademark. So that is our trademark. And so skinny jeans, like one word with the registered trademark, refers to jeans that are slimming denim. So if anyone tried to use the word skinny jeans with respect to slimming denim, then I would have a case against them. I would stop Correct. them. But if they're just going to say these are skinny jeans, two words with skinny ankle, that's fine. They can do that all day long. Okay. Yeah. Well, that clarifies because it was very confusing. Yeah. So they were... So when you went back to QVC, I'm sure you were trying to say, listen, what's going on here? But did they ever admit that they had taken some of your pattern or they just... Said, no, they, um, of course not. Of course not. So the... Yeah, that would have been when, um, too easy. Yeah. So when I first notified them that I see that they were um, stealing my designs and putting it on their product, their in-house product, of which they have many, many in-house products. Um, and I, so they immediately call back, you know, we take this very seriously. QVC does not steal. That's not what we do. You're wrong. This is not the same. We can't see a difference. I mean, we, you know, it's like a different, it's different. So then, you know, right now we're in the middle. So, so they're not going to back down. So I'm going to have to sue them. But what I'm really going to do is I am now developing a movie about this story, the entire thing about coming up with an idea. And people are always, always ask me, how did you come up with this idea? It's, it's you know, like how, joy. And the yeah. broom, listen. Yeah. Joy got a movie out of this. Yeah. And, and she was terrific and she was innovative. She was like you. She had a completely useless family and she had to fix everything herself. Everything has to be done yourself. Yeah. So then the whole arc, but uh, but her story ends well. Yeah. Whereas our story even has more of an interesting twist because people always think, oh my God, you're on QVC. You're a millionaire overnight. Well, the problem with um, our situation, I guess we were a victim of our own success. If we had had a product that was just like maybe really good that sold well, fine. But it was just too good. They could not resist stealing it and trying to get rid of me. I am so sorry. Yeah. So anyway, so we're going to do a movie. movie. Yeah, do the movie. We're going to do, do the movie. movie. Yeah. 
So you just told me something. So we're going to do a storyline. How does this all work? So we're going to have you know the whole narrative arc. Okay, I've never written a screenplay before, but well, you never the... did pants, and you're doing pretty good. So <laughs> so I tell you, this is going to be a great movie. It's also going to be really funny. It's going to be uh, there's it's going to be a drama, but we're going to have a lot of humor in it. So we're already working on that. But there's all these script writing programs that make it really easy. You know, they show you the margins and you know enter left, enter right, and whatever. <laughs> So I'm going to get a script writing program. And, you know, we've already done uh, video treatment. And um, so there's there's so many avenues now to make movies. There's Amazon Studios. There's Netflix. That was there's news everything. To me. Yeah. So Amazon makes movies. And I didn't know that either. I'm watching a movie. I think it was a... A Jane something I don't know it was, it was a Jane it was a Jane Austen based movie I forget the title but so I was being from LA I can't help it I watched the credits so I'm watching the credits and at the end of it it says made by Amazon Studios and I went I didn't know Amazon is making movies so I as soon as I get home I Google it and not only are they making movies they have this big page where they solicit ideas they they want scripts. They want ideas. So I started uh, live chatting with someone. I said, look, at I have an idea for a movie based on a true story where QVC steals this thing that I've worked on for all these years. And so they wrote back, we're very, very interested in that. You know, please start, you know, submit, do, you know, get something submitted. So that's what I'm working on now. That is just amazing because you were telling me that, you know, kids are no longer using cable and they're all streaming. Yes. And that Amazon... You could buy anything on Prime Amazon, gets to your house in three hours, and I'm thinking, nobody's going anywhere anymore. <laughs> They're all staying home going, I'm going to buy soap and maybe some... Yeah. That's Amazon Prime. now, certain cities. Amazon yeah. Prime means free shipping two yes. days anywhere in the country. And then they have this other one, it's called Amazon Now. Or it's only in big cities, but I ordered a book, and it was at my door in two hours. How did they do that? I, you know, And it wasn't even a drone, an actual person delivered it. I, I, I couldn't believe it. Well, Amazon is about to take over the future, you said. That's right. So they announced a few months ago on, I think it was either Fortune or Forbes, that they are going, they're developing their own TV shopping channel and that they are going to kill QVC, which I'm going to help them do. (laughs) So there's some competitors out there is what you're trying to tell me. Well, and Amazon is, you know, they're they're going to destroy everybody. And these, you know, QVC and HSN are reliant on cable, but cable is drying up every day because kids are not buying cable. The, everything is streaming. So Amazon is their concept is that you're going to be able to buy anything right off the screen. So it'll, you know, be like Wi-Fi TV. I don't know what their format is going to be, but but anyway, you're going to be able to buy things right off the screen. And I think it's going to be fantastic. It's amazing what these people, I mean, they're going to have drones. They get to your door through a doorman. And what are they going to push an elevator button? I mean, we were like, wait a second. There'll be a warehouse in every apartment building downstairs. Every basement will it's be filled amazing. with Amazon And now products. they're getting planes, you said. Yes, they are they're, they're have a whole fleet of cargo planes, huge cargo planes, because they want to deliver things faster and not rely on UPS and FedEx. Primarily UPS, I believe they rely on. I don't well, really know. you should thank Miss D, Amazon, because we're talking about you. <laughs> so you better listen to my show, Miss D's Lunacy, because we think you're pretty cool. And we, I know it's not, uh, not in every city, but it is sort of extraordinary what they're doing. And really I didn't is. realize that 
cables going down. Kids are watching football games and listening to anything they want on their their telephones. On their phones. And and it never occurred to me. It just absolutely never occurred to me. And this company is... Hadn't done all that well for years, but is now really coming back so strong. What's the name of the fellow you were telling me the other day, Jeff? Oh, Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos. Oh, my God. You know, from day one, he had a plan. They lost money year after year after year while he was building out massive infrastructure. Well, congratulations. And now he's unstoppable. Congratulations. Well, I wish you the best with this movie, and I'm going to the premiere, right? Absolutely. VIP, girl. VIP. <laughs> and I'm gonna, and then we're going to put this on your website, this show on your yes. website. Mm-hmm. I have about 6,000 followers on my show, and I love m- the audience that's listening to me, but I really thought this story was very interesting because skinny jeans and all that, it gets very confusing. Patents and pants. I mean, people get confused and go, no, I've got skinny jeans. I'm going, no, you don't. (laughs) You don't have the real McCoy that my Mm. friend invented. And I congratulate you for your perseverance. And I'm going to have to do another show about your marathoning and all your other things. But there's a person with, what can I say? You're never going to quit. Never. Never going to quit. And that is perseverance at its best. And I'm so impressed. And so congratulations, (laughs) Tathman. And I just wish you all the best of luck. And I'm going to keep in touch. And I want to find out about that. Because the story was so interesting. And we're going to have to say, unfortunately, goodbye. And Catherine, thank you so much for coming. Misty, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's been so much fun. And we are putting this up. We have 20,000 people on Facebook. We are putting this up. I'm going to put this everywhere. I'm thrilled with it. Thank you. Well, thank you, because I was fascinated. And so we're going to call it a day. And, of course, as you know, lead us not into temptation. QVC. (laughs) We can find it ourselves. Have a wonderful day. God bless. And we will see you very soon.